wake up. We gotta get this loot up. Where was born, thank Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar fillers. For real, because who ain't got no fillers? Fillers. I was in Burma, my friends and I were working at the local government. Check it out, man. Tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Franklin. So we went looking for the stuff. Six months, One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby inside. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Last time breathing, your simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. We cool as featherweight. My gunshots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is older. When the things get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Enough nigga deceased, another story gets told. It ain't nothing really. And you're done sparked in Philly. So I can get my mind off these yellow back niggas. While they still alive, I don't know. Go figure me. Join live in studio. Big X Sports Radio, it is going down. I don't know. Uh, uh, it, 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 it was a little. It, the, the audio was a little low, but of course, everybody knows and remembers uh, that scene from the Dark Knight uh, when they talk about uh, when Alfred's talking to uh, Bruce. And he says that some men can't be reasoned with. Some men just want to see the world burn. And <laughs> I feel like I may be that man this morning. But that's all right. It's all good, man. It's about to go down this morning uh, here as always. Haven Harrington is not in the building. But as always, I do have the man, the myth, the legend on the line with me at that boy's good. Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, how you doing this morning, brother? Doing well, doing well. Saturday morning, and I got no complaints. Yes, sir. Well, I got yeah. some complaints. We'll get to those. <laughs> I'm sure. You know what? There's a lot of people that have a, a lot of complaints, and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. And, and you know what? I want to hear all of them. I want to hear Joe's complaints. I want to hear your complaints. Uh, give us a call. Uh, 414-1450. The Thornton's text line uh, is up and rolling. Joe, you know, <laughs> sometimes... I, I will say that that sometimes I just I don't necessarily do it on purpose. Like there are some people that go out there, like whatever whoever idiot uh, put out the best NCAA uh, team since 2002, and they put the 2015 Kentucky team that didn't even win a championship as the best team of the last 20 years. Like some people just do stupid crap just because they want to get a reaction. That's never me. But I'm also okay with having the tough conversation, okay, or at least bringing up information that I see, how I see it, 
and I don't really care if people like it or don't like it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's it's one thing to go out there and intentionally try to try to troll people, you know, and, and you can tell those are I call those the look at me tweets. Yes. That's when when you're too stupid to come up with a tangible point to get people to want to interact with you, you have to just go, you know, dig at the bottom, I guess. A lot of people do it. It works for some of them. I don't know. My parents taught me shame. I don't do that. I promise you, if I've upset you on Twitter, I'm, I, I I wasn't necessarily trying to upset you, but whatever I said, I meant it. Well, you know, uh, they, they, they shook. That's that's what you know. That's what the song's about. You know, the, the shook ones always get a little get a little upset. You know, when 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 they when things don't don't go their way, or if if they don't necessarily like the conversation. And I feel like the conversation this morning is going to do that. And, Joe, the thing I like about you and the thing I've always liked about you, and unlike some of the people in in our profession in the radio game, I don't want you to agree with me. I want you to give me all of your thoughts, all of your opinions, regardless of whether you agree with me or don't agree with me, because – you know, I, I, I value that. I value your opinion. And, and you know, I, I expect for all of our listeners of Wake Up 502 um, that, you know, that they want to get the, the, the real the real deal. No OJ, no straw. You know what I'm saying? Just real talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I talk about this, if you think I'm, I'm full of mess, you think that it's unwarranted, you know, I have no um, – thoughts that you will give me anything less than, than your actual opinion <laughs> <laughs> well you know and 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 the promise i'll make to you and to the listeners is i will never manufacture an argument with you guys uh meaning we will not do pre-show uh prep where we pick a topic and then flip a coin over who's going to argue about it versus defend it if we both agree that's fine if all three of us agree that's cool Odds are pretty good, though. One out of the three is going to be like, "Nah, I don't buy that." Yeah, exactly. I and mean, that's fine too. That's the way it's. That's Nobody it's wants to, to listen to three buddies just sit there and go, "That's a great point, Rashawn." I know, Joe. Good on you. <laughs> hey, you are just crushing it this morning. Come on, man. That's buddy hour. That is that isn't that isn't sports radio. That's it. You can respectfully disagree with your best friends, man. Nobody got to throw hands over sports. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's one of the things where it's like, you know, the, if, if everybody's agreeing or, or you know, uh, th- there are some places where, where, where people will get into a pre-show meeting and be like, okay, I'm going to be on this side of the argument. You're going to be on that side of the argument. And they try to pre-plan what they're going to say and what they're going to argue about. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, it's, called the, it's called the Kornheiser and Wilbon move. Um, and you can go back and listen to old radio I've done with some of our colleagues where you can tell that was, that was, that was the, the marching orders that I was given and I did not participate and buddy, they got mad at me live on air. (laughs) Cause I like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, man. That's phony. That's disingenuous. If I say it, I've either done it or it's about to happen, (laughs) you know? So I'm not, no, miss me with, miss me with the whole Hey man, pick a side and argue about it. If you're really good at, at debate, you can you can debate either side. Well, that's not what we're here for. This isn't a debate team. Yeah, this is an honest conversation. I mean, it's I honest sports talk. You know, regardless of what it is, you know, what I'm saying I want people's honest opinions. I don't want manufactured, pre-packaged, you know, uh, pretend 
positions. I, I I don't like that. I don't like that. So you know, I, that I, all I want to do is just see what the people think, and when the people uh, you know speak. Uh, you know, we got to listen. Uh, that now, now I do. Now, I will let everybody know since the, the way this normally works, uh, you know, when, when we're in studio here is that, you know, Haven Harrington, he'll be sitting over there and he'll have something that he's talking about, uh, you know, and I'll wave my hands like if somebody's calling in and let him and know. 2 p.m. Uh, Appointments on average oh, take goodness, between well, one and three hours. Oh, that's not a person. Uh, but what what usually happens is I wave my hands around and and Haven will I'll say Haven you know I got somebody calling in because I do the producing as well as the the you know the the lead on the show so the, you know we kind of help it out so what you know with Haven not in the other room over there uh, you know I'll be answering the phones live so you know be be, be ready <laughs> to jump on I will let you know that you're live on the air but it's definitely going to be working without a net today uh, but that's all right though but look, the best way to get involved <laughs> is is always through the Thornton text line 414-1450 you can also reach out to us on twitter um, at rashan at r-a-a-s-h-a-a-n or at that boy's good as well um and we will read your your, your tweets live on the air as well um uh, but joe let's go ahead and get into it man i you know it, it's been a very interesting week um i was asked um Last week, um, by our esteemed owner and radio man du jour, Mr. Dugan Ryan, uh, hit, hit me up last week, said, said uh, hey, Rock, uh, everybody, anybody who knows me, you know, who's, who's, who goes all the way back to red light, green light, are real good friends with me. They call me Rock or Rocky. Uh, he said, hey, Rock, uh, Mike's going to be out. Speaking of Mike Rutherford, who, of course, uh, does our 3 to 6 show, uh, 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, afternoon drive show. He was like, you know, Mike's going to be out next week. He's taking a vacation. Uh, you know, you, can, can you get in there for him a couple days? And, and I said, absolutely. You know, I was in there on Monday as well as Wednesday. Um, so I just happened uh, to be in there um, the same day, that Monday, uh, when Kenny Payne uh, met with the season ticket holders. And they had this event um where uh you know he he got to speak and do kind of a q a um and some comments came out of that that uh meeting or, or that get together that i had some questions and issues about and the, the 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 point of his conversation uh he did say it you know in passing along with a bunch of other things that that you know with his stances on nil there was a, a player um that he could have had committed um, to Louisville, but ultimately decided because the young man wanted to talk about NIL, um, he did not get that player, and that player did end up committing elsewhere the following day. Um, and when I heard the comments, um, I was getting ready uh, for the radio show, and I decided that, you know what, I was going to voice my opinions on that. And my opinion was um, – you know, that I felt Kenny Payne was making a mistake uh, with the fact that we are sitting here June 18th, 2022, um, and we are sitting, as everybody knows, with one true ball handler uh, guard on the roster, L. Ellis. Okay, we all know it, the number one Juco point guard uh, from last year. Uh, you know, we hear it over and over and over again that, that, that L.S. was the number one Juco point guard. Very talented player, young man who had some wonderful highlights uh, last year, was definitely a little erratic um, and not a finished product by far. Um, but 
not there yet. Uh, but but he, you know, but he's a good player. He's a, you know, he's a guy that that's a building block that you hope that with Kenny Payne and Danny Manning and Nolan Smith that they can train him up, get him ready. But the fact of the matter remains is that. L. Ellis was the only guard on the roster, um, you know, with Louisville, uh, um, you know, allowing Noah Locke to walk uh, with him going ahead and, you know, advising that guys like Dre Davis go look elsewhere because maybe the the playing time's not going to be there. And then with doing that, of course, his brother, Deontay Davis, um, who was a 6'6 point guard out of Indianapolis, uh, well, combo guard, I'll say point guard. He played point guard at Lawrence Central. He was probably going to settle into more of a two or a combo guard here at Louisville. Um, Deontay was going to go wherever his brother was. So with his brother leaving, both Davis brothers end up at Seton Hall. Um, so, you know, those are two more guys who were ball handlers. Dre would have been Louisville's second best ball handler returning this year uh, had he come back. So even though he's not necessarily guard, he's definitely more of a wing um, he would have been the second-best ball handler, experienced ball handler remaining. So what we have is a situation where we have Mike James, a young man who is very, very talented out of Florida, that's coming off a Achilles injury. And anybody knows an Achilles injury takes two years to get your, your step back. Okay, so um, you don't want to necessarily depend on a guy coming off an Achilles to play big, big minutes uh, for you, if at all possible. Um, and then after that, your most experienced ball handler coming back is Jalen Withers who, um, to be polite, you know, probably dribbled the ball off his foot as many times as he actually got into the paint and successfully did any sort of jump stop <laughs> into a move. Uh, so, that you know, that, that's not ideal. So, like, there's a clear need um, for, for ball handlers on this roster. And, and you know, my, my biggest thing was I just came out and said, I think while Kenny Payne has struck so many notes – you know, correctly and great to get started. Getting Nolan Smith in was an awesome, awesome move. Uh, being able to bring in Danny Manning was an absolute coup. That No one saw that coming. That was amazing. Um, being able to bring over Brandon Huntley Hatfield, um, you know, very, very talented big man from Tennessee, was a huge get. I don't disagree with any of those facts, but the fact that Louisville has one competent guard on the roster at this point in the year, when most teams are almost three weeks of having their guys on campus right now, um, and Louisville still has no idea who's going to be able to play at the guard spot besides L. Ellis, I just had the opinion that this is the first mistake of the Kenny Payne tenure. Joe, like, is that a crazy comment to say that maybe he's him shuffling his feet, the fact that now – there's only about 23, 24, 25 kids left in the transfer portal in total that are even out there and available to pick up, not considering the kids that are actually Louisville-level players. But 25 players overall, there's 300 to get started. Um, but that, that number has dwindled from 300 down to around 20 or so. So, you know, now we're talking about the bottom of the barrel. And, you know, we have Kenny Payne announcing that there's a young man, uh, 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 Fabio Fabricio Basile, who is a unrated 2023 guard with no college offers who is now looking to <laughs> reclassify and Louisville's going to bring in Basile for a visit official visit on Monday because maybe Louisville's going to offer this kid a contract like I feel like that's a problem am I crazy 
I mean, haven't you seen the the? Isn't there a movie on Netflix right now about Adam Sandler being the the scout who finds the the unheralded player <laughs> and and takes the NBA by storm? Maybe that's what Kenny's got going on. I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it, you know, uh, truthfully, look, the, we talked about it early on. We did. I don't know that. I don't know that we addressed it publicly on air, but yes, I know you and Haven and I in the text had a conversation about it's fine to come in and blow up a roster, you know, that you've inherited, especially a roster that underachieved. And if you look at the tape and you just say, you know, body language, whatever, you talk to the team, there's some guys, they're not going to fit the culture that I want to establish. It's, it's fine to do that, but it's a dice roll, you know? And, and I remember thinking, I, everything about Kenny is he's the big man whisperer. He's he's great at coaching up bigs. Okay, but who's going to get the ball to him? How are we going to advance it past half court? What happens if if your your starting backcourt gets in foul trouble? What happens if they get an injury? You know, you got to have depth at the in the backcourt as well. And I honestly, I'm I'm not ready to be super critical by any means, right? But it is alarming. You know, and, and that's I, – I saw some people earlier this week in Twitter, and it, and it may have been in, in response to, to your comments, actually, that were saying, oh, man, it didn't take long for people to, to get off the Kenny bandwagon. No, it's not about that. First of all, nobody uh, from this crew was ever on or off the bandwagon. Correct. Okay? Right? Like, we just observe and report. Yeah. There. If you want to hear Homer Louisville radio, there are plenty of shows for you out there. Plenty of shows and podcasts. I'm not here to do that anymore. I don't have the time for it. I don't have the energy for it. And quite frankly, Rashawn, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I've I've upset enough people in this life. You think I care about about being honest about a coach? Come on now. What, What are we doing? Well, I, you can be critical, and, and it doesn't mean you're not supportive. It's just saying, guys, this is this is a, the first red flag. And I don't know how many times Louisville fans need to get burnt before we learn that that stove is is hot. When red flags show, you got to call them out. Absolutely, I mean, a, a, so no different. No, go ahead. No different than we were hard on Satterfield about you know the guy can't recruit, he can't coach in the fourth quarter, you know he he he's, he's Ned Flanders. We have we have ridden that man like a government mule on this show, <laughs> but we've also given him his props this 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 recruiting cycle, right? Yes, and we've said yes. we don't know what he's doing. Don't give a damn either. We don't need to know that. That's not for us to know. Yeah, whatever he's doing, it appears to be working, and it's bought him at least another season, probably regardless of what happens this year. No, I, we'll do the same thing with Kenny. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and that's the whole thing, Joe, is right, is that it's it's conversation points. And, and it's very interesting. For, to, like, when I ca- came out with my comments, I didn't do it, you know, like I saw. 
Somebody sent a tweet uh, th- this morning. It was either this morning or last night when I when I put my thoughts up about what I was going to talk about today. And somebody called me the Black Tim Sullivan. <laughs> and, mm. and I was just like, yeah, well, you know, I, and I do feel like in some circles. And, yes, I, I did say on my show Wednesday that I wanted to just tell every radio host in this city that they are welcome. I provided them with their content for most of the week, at least half of the week. They got their talking points off of my Twitter rants, and I just told them you're welcome <laughs> for that. But um, it, it, it's, it's funny to me that I don't know what it is about this hire. I don't know what it is about because we've I've not seen this before where it's, you know, you get the new coach and the coach is hired, and for whatever reason, you literally can't, have any conversation if it's not positive about him. Like, I've never seen that before. Like, with Chris Mack, when Chris Mack was hired, um, people looked at who he was bringing in. You know, he brought in the Super 6. Some people were critical of the Super 6 because it seemed like he was just bringing in a bunch of dudes and really and truthfully the only guys that were worth anything was David Johnson and, you know, maybe – Dre Davis and Jalen Withers could turn into something, and then other people were talking about the well, seventh, really the seventh rating? member, the the seventh member of the Super Six ended up recording the most minutes in a U of L jersey for yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, literally. I mean, you know, so I mean, it, it was one of those things. But everybody had an opinion, some good, some bad. But it was okay because you know you're evaluating things and you're having a conversation about what the coach is putting together. But for some reason, with this hire, um. Anything that you say that's not just glowing and boastful and happy and positive gets met with um, a lot of vitriol and a lot of um, fervor that you are somehow either you didn't want him here, so you hate him, so you're just trying to look for the first thing you can do you jump on, you're not a Louisville fan, um, or uh, you're just mad because they didn't go with your guy, so you're just going to be as loud as you can anytime there's any little insignificant thing. Like, that's pretty much (laughs) the three things that I've gotten. But just the passion behind how people have jumped at every word that I said and just been, you know, up to attack, and everybody's just telling me, relax and calm down, and you don't need to do this right now. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to have a conversation about the basketball team that Louisville's going to put on the court for 2022-23. That's it. I, you know, I don't have any conversations about my thoughts about whether, you know, I haven't come out and said Kenny Payne's not the dude for the job. You can already tell it's too big for him. We need to get rid of this dude. You know, it's like that's not the conversation I'm having, but people seem to be very defensive about it right now. Well, that was the that was the only issue that I ever have with, with hiring an alum is that it's going to be it, that that's the sort of stuff you get is that, but he's one of us. He's our guy, so you have to support him blindly. I've done this dance too long, man. I'm, I'm kicking 40's door down, you know? I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a kid anymore that's, that's only has uh, a certain sample size. Like, I understand now why when I was in my 20s, I used to tell my dad and my uncles and their friends, man, shut up, y'all are just haters. No, they've just done this dance enough times where – They've gotten tired, you know, 
and and I'm kind of at that point now. I'm 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 like old man Logan. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I, I'm cool to talk about it, but I don't want to hear about it necessarily from the coaching staff. Show me, just show me something. And right now, what you're showing me is is leaving a lot of question marks. Not saying they won't be resolved, but it's fair to question it. It's fair to ask, what are you going to do? How it's great that that you have a strong reputation for your half court offense, dumping it down to the post. But I mean, I just watched the NBA Finals, and Al Horford was the tallest guy on the court. Um, so small ball is thriving right now in, in, in basketball movement of the ball is, is thriving. Four guard offenses are thriving. Look at what Villanova did, you know, over the last decade, three guard lineups are where it's at. Oh, ball is at a premium. The, the days of, of having a dominant dump it down low, have him back you down. Those days are over. And we've got that guy in Sid. It's nice that we've added up additional parts that, that can that can be part of that rotation. That's ideal to have depth at that. But again, like I said, how are you gonna get the ball down there if you don't have a ball handler? Hey, hey, that that is the question, and that is the question that that you know I want to discuss, and and we want to continue to break down, man. Just because I, you know, I I got questions that need to be answered. I'm not trying to do any. This is not. Is this guy the right fit? Is this guy the right hire? Um, this is about Louisville basketball for this year because, you know, last I checked, every time they go out on the court, the games, you know, once uh, November gets here, the games count. Um, so, you know, I, all, all of this, to, I say all this to say that it goes to a larger conversation that we're going to get into a little bit later as well. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take our first break of the uh, morning. Uh, you are listening to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, Big X Sports Radio here, 96.1 FM. We'll be right back on the Big X. For every rhyme I write, it's 25 life. There was so much trust safeguard on my life. I was so hard headed at first. My grandma didn't even believe in me. I kept going though. All I can say is I told you. Jury at the bank down the block. You should have never doubted me. I'ma work to my last breath. I'ma hustle to my last breath. The pain and the struggle followed me My daddy never not bothered me And these cold streets made a man of me Through a time it'll come they doubt me Had to keep them OGs around me Keep me young, young, homie, brand new You never know where your motivation to come from We do the most with these bras and pop shots They try to push you beside, you gotta fight some I had a line on the side and now we back guys I want that number one spot, I'm like, I Back to wake up 502. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly taking care of you this morning. 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio. We are back for round two. A little future coming back. Very nice selection, Joe. I like it. I like it. You know, and, and, and there's a theme for this morning. 
And, and, and the theme that that I you know I told Joe always uh, likes to uh, you know get give me some selections, and he was like, Rock, what, you know, what, what, what are you feeling? Like, what's the theme for this Saturday? And um, but if I love the way you're setting this up because it kind of sounds like Chuck D and Flavor Flav going back. <laughs> you're like Joe hit me up like Flav like Yo Chuck, what's the deal, yo? How <laughs> we know, kicking it to him tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? And I told him. This is how we're going to do it. <laughs> I said, Joe, man, you know, like, I, I, I needed something that just said, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. I need something that establishes um, toughness, you know what I'm saying? And we're trying to get some toughness and some spunk and some pride back into this fan base. And that, that, that was the theme that I wanted to set with the music. So uh, I, I, I like that theme. Um, and, and to a bigger point, um, that's the, the kind of the biggest thing. <laughs> it, it's, I almost feel like it's, it's like one of the things where, where, where you're in the pulpit and it's like, you know, my message for the day is going to deal with toughness. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I don't want to <laughs> feel like I'm preaching, but – at the same time, I feel like some of y'all need to 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 have you know hear a sermon because man, the toughness of the fan base, brother, is 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 gone away. Like I I'm seeing so much softness and so much sensitivity and so many things that um, I never thought I would see in a University of Louisville fan base, man. And and the the Kenny Payne situation was just more a symptom of the disease. Um, more than anything, man, and, and just that that sensitivity level, and just the everybody has to have, uh, you know, their, their their nose open and their ears just tuned in for anything that they feel is the most, you know, the, the smallest slight, and they got to jump out there and react because this is my guy. So since this is my guy, I got to just protect, and everything that he says is right, and everything you say is wrong if you don't like him, and it, it just that whole thing and that whole feeling is what I'm getting <laughs> out of the fan base right now and it reminds me of the words that were said in the Black Panther when his mama fine old Angela Bassett said show them who you are and that is my overriding theme for today is Louisville fans A. Remember who you are and B. Show them who you are and what that means is that, guess what? This is the University of Louisville, okay? We expect excellence. We expect success. We expect championships. And when you have a program that has those types of aspirations, it's okay to evaluate and critique the products that your team is preparing to put on the field. It is okay to be supportive and to care and to bleed the red and black and still have questions because you want what's best for your team and you want to see success for your team and you want to see your team succeed. That's the whole point. Holding people accountable is how you get there. Yes, man era gets you nothing. And I will never in my life be a yes man. Joe Kelly will never be a yes man.
Because that's why he's not at 93-9 DeVille right now. <laughs> Understand Damn. that we well, don't have yes men in this building. That's why I'm not at 93-9 DeVille or anywhere else in this city. Because I'm not a yes man. Understand that the main event sports show, we don't have agendas. We keep it real. And guess what? When we show up to the press conferences, we ask real questions. Because we are not yes men. We hold everybody accountable. When I shook Kenny Payne's hand, I told him, brother, I hope you kill it. But understand that I'm going to ask the tough questions too because that's what I do. Because that's what my fans expect is to have someone in there with a voice because far too long and far too many times in this city we like to tap dance. We tapped around Rick Pitino. Tap dance around Rick Pitino. We tap dance around Bobby Petrino. Guess who don't do no damn tap dancing, Joe? Ain't no tap dancing over here. At all. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna come to you with my hat in my hand either. No um, sir. One of the things one of the things that you know the odd thing about how I got into this this line of work is, you know, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm a fan like anybody else. So I've never really, I've always shied away from, from the term media. Nah, man, that's, that's professionals. That's y'all. I'm just a fan who had some jokes on Twitter and somebody said, Hey, can you not drop F bombs if we put you on the radio? <laughs> Cause you don't have, you don't have a thick Kentucky accent. You actually, despite your Twitter account, when we hear you speak, you sound like you have some damn sense. Uh, can you can you rein it in? And I was like, yeah, I can rein it in for that. But I'm going to give you my honest opinion. So I did until I wasn't allowed to anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, too many fans have media have media credentials, and there's a certain fan base down the road. I'm telling you right damn now, when you meet up with other other media representatives, they all joke about. I've never seen anything like going to a game. You know, normally media wears neutral attire, even if they covered the home team. Yeah. Not that, that, that was one of the, the first road. rules that Mike Hughes ever told me when I started covering Inside the Ville is that we don't wear – you're not wearing your Louisville stuff. You're not wearing this. You are here to be a media member, and that means that you come ready to, to work and report. This is not a fan – you know, this is not a fan seat for you to go in and cheer. It's not the job. Right. Like, this is not a free courtside ticket. Uh, and Howie Lindsay and I used to joke about that. You know that we would we would look up and down the aisle and say, at least folks in Louisville get it. They may get on the radio and act like homers, and and they may they may take their direct orders from Floyd Street. Yes, that was a real thing. Um, sorry if that hurts people's feelings admitting it, but there were some people. I mean, hell, Mike Rutherford even told people while it was going on. I don't get into that. That's why Mike's awesome because Mike doesn't Mike doesn't want a media credential. Mike doesn't need a media credential. He doesn't. He is the voice of the fan base. He's got that that alley covered, absolutely, and does a damn good job at it. He is. I am so happy of, for all the crap that's happened to U of L fans and 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 the school and the athletic department over the last mm, six seven years. I'm just happy that we have a guy like Mike that people outside of Louisville look at as the voice of Bell, because he can at least laugh and take a joke and, and he doesn't get all worked up about it. 
His other fan bases, man, I would not want to have their carnival barker representing my thoughts and opinions. And I'd probably be louder voicing mine if we had that carnival barker type that stood out. You know, because I'd be out there saying, that, that fool doesn't speak for me. Yeah, real talk. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, text her into uh, the to Thornton's text line, and, of course, you can be next, 414-1450. Uh, Texter says, um, if you could ask Kenny Payne one question, what would you say? Um, I, I like it. Um, the, the one question that I would ask Kenny Payne, and, and I would be honest, I wouldn't even maybe put him out on Front Street and do this in a press conference. This might be something where I would ask him if we were just chilling out somewhere just because – um, I want to. I want to hear a legit answer. I don't need the the, the prepackaged uh, recruiting talk because he's <laughs> he's doing a very good job of that. He learned from the master John Calipari, and I'm okay with that. You know, messaging is everything when you're putting out public statements. Um, but if we were just sitting somewhere, um, I would ask him if he thought he made a mistake at the beginning of his. Uh, the, you know, when he started getting out on the recruiting trails uh, in terms of with the transfer portal. Um, and, and the reason I would ask him that is I felt like um, he turned his nose up at guys like Dylan Penn, who was a very accomplished point mm-hmm. guard at Bellarmine. Um, he turned his nose up at those guys. He turned his nose up, in my opinion, um, at, at the Davis brothers and said, you know what, I don't know if these guys are Louisville-level kids. And I understand that. You know, he's, he wanted to go after the best of best, and he said as much. I'm not just going to hand out scholarships. I want kids that are Louisville material. And I love that. And the fans loved when he said that. Um, but what we saw was you turned your nose up at the transfer portal guys that may be a, le- a step down, but guys who would be here because they want to be here, okay? Because we, we heard that once we started, you know, once you started having the conversations with the elite kids, with the Tyrese Hunters, the Malachi Smiths, um, Dior Johnson, who um, decommitted, uh, you know, from Oregon and then was said to be in serious talks with Louisville before ultimately committing to Pittsburgh, um, once you started speaking to those guys, those guys wanted to talk about dollars and cents, okay? They wanted to talk mm-hmm. about NIL. They, they wanted to see what they could do in terms of earning power if they were to commit to the University of Louisville. Well, Kenny didn't like that conversation and basically just shut it down, okay, and said, and he looked like us, like we talked about in the um, presser uh, with the fans on Monday. He said that there was a kid specifically that I lost because, you know, he wanted to talk about NIL and I didn't want to talk about NIL because I want kids that are about, you know, the the, the NBA contract and, and, you know, getting that three-year NBA deal. And while I understand and appreciate the stance that Kenny's making with that, while you were at Kentucky – and while you were definitely a huge part, and we heard Julius Randle give you credit, we heard Anthony Davis give you credit, we've heard Kevin Knox and plenty of other U.K. guys give you credit for your help and development with them, at the end of the day, those pelts don't fall on your wall. Those pelts fall on John Calipari's wall, okay? So while I understand that you were an integral part of that, I don't know if – your name carries enough weight for kids to say, you know what, I don't need money because I know this dude's going to get me to the league and get me that long-term contract. Like, you haven't earned that yet, in my opinion. And at that point, especially at the University of Louisville, when there are expectations on this program as a three-time national championship program, 
you've got to put a competent product on the field. So if you got to pay the kid to get the kid here and get get a competent group on the floor, especially after you turned your nose up at kids like Penn that transferred early and you probably could have got in on, then you need to get those guys on the team. Because right now, we turned our nose up at the kids early in the process. We turned our nose up at the elite kids because they want to talk about NIL. Now we're looking at kids that don't even have Division I offers. My son plays basketball. He don't have no Division I offers. Like I and I don't think I would want Louisville recruiting my son, you know, right now. I love my son. He's getting better. He's he's on his way up, but <laughs> he ain't there yet. So I don't necessarily. And people want to, you know, dust off the the Russ Smiths and the you know Russ Smith was a two star thing. Oh God, man! <laughs> that, you know, I am so sick of that argument, and, I'm, and I and I got so sick of hearing about how Rick did this, Rick did that, man. Give Russ his damn flowers. Russ was undersized, underrated. He worked his ass off. Did Rick Pitino play a part in that? Absolutely he did. Did Rick teach him a lot that his dad didn't? Sure. But stop acting like because we had Russ that any two-star could be Russ. Look, (laughs) yes, hypothetically they could, but they're probably not. That's like that's like when somebody tell when when the dude had his number are, retired, are, Joe. You're gonna go zero but, to a but, man who had his number retired. <laughs> that's not fair to whoever you're recruiting. No, at all. And and you know it's it. You know what it reminds me of, Rock. It's like when somebody says the best advice I could give you is don't get married until you're a certain age. You know, kind of figure yourself out. Figure your part. Figure out what y'all want for the long term before you make that sort of commitment. And then there's always some jive turkey who jumps up and says, "I married my wife when I was 18, and we're celebrating our 30th anniversary this year." Well, <laughs> congratulations on being the damn anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't supposed to happen, but you did. Yeah, give it. thanks to the Lord Almighty. And go give your wife a hug and a kiss and tell her you love her and remind her of that and all that good jazz. But don't think that your timeline is linear to everyone else's because it's not. Y'all weren't supposed to happen, but you did. You're like DDP. You're, you're, you're the anomaly. There's nothing wrong with being the anomaly. That's why people love them. But it's not fair to put on anybody else because of your success that – you, you know what I mean? It's no, just, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. This kid, this I mean, kid, this kid went from Section Eight to, to being a CEO. Okay, well, look, he had a lot of lucky things happen to him along his journey. I would, I would assume, because the average kid from Section Eight is going to have kids in Section Eight. I mean, we, we, we were having the, the conversation like. about how close Russ was to transferring after his freshman year. Like literally, uh-huh. you know, and if Wayne Blackshear is is healthy and doesn't need double shoulder surgeries coming out of high school, I venture to say Russ Smith probably does transfer. And Russ Smith at Louisville never happens if if you have a healthy yep. Wayne Blackshear because then Louisville's getting Wayne as many touches as possible. And they don't need Russ Smith because they have their McDonald's All-American that they recruited to be the go-to guy. So, you know, I yep. mean, in a, in a lot of ways, you know, the, a lot of happenstance, you know, happenstance happens. And, and, you know, it's fortuitous, and those things are what legends are made of. And, and I mean, it's the same thing with Montrez Harrell. You know, if, 
if um, Jim Laranyaga is not let go um, at George Mason uh, or at um, at uh, it was at no who was at Virginia, Virginia Tech? Tech. Seth, Seth Greenberg, not not uh, Laranyaga. Seth Greenberg. Seth If Seth Greenberg is not let go at Virginia Tech and Montrez Harrell stays committed to Virginia Tech, maybe Louisville never wins a championship. Maybe Trez never happens. Man, you know. And speaking of Trez, what the hell, man? <laughs> Hey, you should know. What better. in the hell? You should know better than go Weird. riding around Richmond, Kentucky, bro. Like that's don't even. Yeah, that, okay, <laughs> that's number one. What are you? What are you even doing there, my friend? Number two, there are plenty of states where you can ride around. I'm assuming. I don't. You know, I haven't read the statutes, but there's enough states where weed's legal. You can roll around with a couple of pounds in the trunk. You can't do that in Kentucky, bro. We're, we're we will be the last to legalize gambling and weed. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. Right? Yeah, that's <clears throat> definitely that, that. Definitely not the best. Uh, and the best decision. Let's there. look at your contract in the NBA. Three pounds of weed is not worth sacrificing that NBA money, man. Yeah. It, it's it's just what are you? This is like getting popped for stealing. I said this on Twitter, man. It's like getting popped for stealing a Civic hatchback when you got ten k in your pocket. <laughs> I thought you was gonna say this is like fire for getting fired for stealing boxes. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's somehow worse than that. <laughs> this is this is worse than stealing boxes on your day off to build a clubhouse. <laughs> like, man, I I have cheered for Trez. He is my favorite player to ever wear a U of L jersey in my lifetime. True story. He's my at least as an adult, you know, like post grad yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Love Trez. It was so cool to finally have that dude on our team, to have that bully that you knew the other team was scared of. Um, love his game, love his intensity, but man, yeah. his decision making is just—it's absurd and frustrating. It's frustrating because you, you, I, I want to see him be successful, and I guess he, his NBA career is done now, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've seen guys at, at, at his level wriggle out of things and, and do a lot of, I mean, because, you know, the one good thing about having a whole lot of money is that you can have the best representation. So I I don't know. Like, the, the Charlotte Hornets have not quickly come out and done anything, so that just kind of tells me. It's not like they cut the time. Charlotte Hornets are, the know. Charlotte Hornets got, man, they they got to do a documentary 30 for 30 on, on that locker room. You got <laughs> – you got the ball son dating dating porn stars. We got we got Bridges out here sipping lean on Instagram. <laughs> Trez is rolling around with Trace Poundage. <laughs> somehow, somehow the, the 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 kid from the roughest part of a of, uh, from Akron, Terry, has kept his nose clean. But you know Terry's a wild child. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm not. No. I'm just saying when Terry Rozier is the voice of reason. Yeah, that's some in your locker room, locker room. Your locker room. <laughs> yes, and I think. And I think Scary Terry would even if if he heard that would would nod and say, "Yeah, that's yeah, true right. though." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Texter is a text line for uh, Thornton's text line four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, Texter says, "You guys are are so on point. No Homer Radio is the best radio." Peace, Josh Hawkins. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Josh. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, Hawk, you, you already know, man. Like, like, that, like, I don't understand. Josh knows. 
You know, like Josh knows he's he's in this he's he's been around this game. I don't do the whole Fox News slash MSNBC thing. Like I'm not picking a side and then just throwing poop at the other side the whole time. Like man, like, that's what's that's what's wrong with with the world today is that you can't trust any source because you don't know what the agenda behind it is. Now, I will happily admit to y'all because I've learned over the last year. I used to say, you know, I'll never sell out. Nope, I have a price. I have a number now. It's, it's, I've solidified this number, and if anybody ever drops that bag, I'm going to tell y'all, <laughs> I'm a mouthpiece now, y'all, but I got paid. <laughs> Thanks on Joe. Hey, I, you know, like, hey, hey, if, if you want, like, like they said, what, what is that? Who's the commercial that does the, uh, the guys that say, um, you know, who come up with all the green stuff on it, has the money guns. What are those commercials? I can't think of who. Oh. Um, Hulu. Oh. Hulu has live sports. Yeah. You know, how they just pop up. Yeah. You know, because Hulu yep. paid them to be the brand sponsor. Hey, if Hulu wants to come mm-hmm. in and have me dressed up in green with the money guns, hey, it's all good. You know, like my allegiances can definitely be purchased for a price. <laughs> Look, man, I, I know my reputation for, for cooking and grilling is strong, but – a vegan organization throws the bag at me, man. I'm a, I'm going to be on here telling y'all about kumquats and seasonal <laughs> squash and what you can pick up at the farmers market. And next thing you know, I'm just you're going to be like, man, Joe grills a lot of pineapple. <laughs> yes, I do. Joe's going to be like, let me tell you about is. this tofu on this grill, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. Bean burgers are the wave for this summer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, text her to the text line, Thornton's text line, 414-1450. You can be next as well. It says, Rashawn, I get what you're saying, but KP is already fighting about uh, a battle being the first African-American at L, and it's upsetting seeing you not give him time. You're smarter than this. And you know what I will say to this? This is this other thing that gets on my nerves. Because you're black and because I am an African-American, I'm black, because we have now a black coach, I can't say anything negative or I can't have any critiques or criticisms that are warranted. I just have to just blindly follow. Look, everybody knows the main event sports show is as pro-black as any organization, like people are. I'm hearing the line in. I'm hearing the part in CB4 when he, I'm black, y'all. Yeah, I'm black, y'all. <laughs> like I'm we literally have bliggity. the black power fist in our logo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> literally, like. Do you understand how many doors that has kept us from getting in because we have the black power <laughs> fist in our logo? Okay. With the public enemy, with the public enemy marksman background. You feel me? Like, am I like? I look. Okay, people. If we want, like, everybody always talks about advancement and equal opportunity. Guess what? Equal opportunity gets you. It gets you a seat. It doesn't mean that you cheerlead everything and act like everything is okay all the time. Because what that leads to, that is a road to ruin. You know what accountability gets? Like I tell my son, if you want to get the most out of basketball, then I'm going to hold you accountable for everything. If you don't get your tail up and start working out, if you don't get out there and you're not doing your ball handling drills for 30 minutes to an hour, if you're not out there working on that step back and that pump fake game, you're never going to get there, okay? You have to hold people accountable because through accountability, you have elevation. 
Okay, because saying that everything is great, you know, I've seen parents, Joe, that tell their child that everything they do is the they do is the best, and they are just the greatest. And my baby can sing; she's the best singer in the world. And then she gets out there on America's Got Talent and looks like a damn fool. And that's just bad parenting. Sometimes being a parent is telling your kid you're not going to work for NASA, but you could work for the electric company. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to do that. So, no, I'm not going to say that everything that Kenny is doing is great because through accountability, you have the opportunity for people to change what they're doing. At least if they hear you, then you get another opinion. Kenny said that he brought in Danny Manning because he wants to have other opinions, you know, just so he has that in his ear so at least he can think about it. Okay, if everybody says that everything that somebody is doing is great and never has a problem with anything, I'm going to show you a communist state or a dictatorship. Now, the one thing I will say, though, to the texter's texter's point, because I think it is valid. Because, I mean, and and this is hard to talk on, you know, as as, as a white guy, Um but there is there there has to be a sense of, of community pride seeing you know, inclusion is a great thing. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. And it's an important aspect of a healthy society. So I do think there has to be communal pride in seeing somebody who looks like you. You know? I I I understand that significance. And 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 I get the defensiveness behind it of saying, Man, he had, the man hadn't even coached a damn game and y'all are already getting let the man live. Let him, let him recruit and coach. And that's where it does put you kind of in a, in a fickle situation. It puts all of us in one. Because just like there are people saying he's a black coach, so he can do no wrong in my eyes, well, there's, there's a flip side to that, Penny. And on the other side of it is, unfortunately, he's a black coach, so even if he wins a championship, I'm going to find something to complain about. <laughs> I don't think we have as many in our fan base as other fan bases do, and that's not a shot at any fan base in particular. I just think that's the benefit of being an, an urban university. Um, but 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 I get that. You know, I understand the defensiveness. But I also understand and, and, and I respect you calling, calling it how you see it. Hey, Joe, I always said that I was going to hold him accountable and treat him like every other coach. That's what everybody says they wanted. They just want to get treated like everybody else. And that's literally there you go. all I'm doing. And then Texter also said, 414-1450, he said, well, the Black Panthers had infiltrators too. <laughs> I promise I'm not the plant. I'm not, I'm not the plant, y'all. <laughs> I'm not the dude that's trying to take down the establishment from the inside. Wow. You see what I'm saying? That's wow. what I did. Hey, our number one is in the book. That flew by. When we get back... We're going to get head straight into hour number two. I have some thoughts on NIL. We're going to continue this Kenny Payne conversation. And I do want to get into this guard conversation. And I want to also get into this humongous recruiting weekend that we have for Louisville football. The number one running back in the country is in the in the, in the building. Yeah? That's big time. Hey, this is Rashawn Myers, Wake Up 502. We'll be right back on Big X Sports Radio. I'll be a fighter to the end to my last breath. I'm a hustle to my last breath. I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah. I got love all around me, yeah, yeah. I'll be a fighter to the end to my last breath. I'm a hustle to my last breath. Who knew I would take it to a heart?
with joe i like it hey man that line is that that line just warms my heart when he said there ain't no there ain't no queensberry rules for those who don't know that reference do you do you under do you know that reference Brock? oh yeah talking about the the boxing uh the the boxing rules. there you go yeah. my man of course you do come on of now. course you did <laughs> the marcus queensberry rules man like when dudes used to used to roll up their sleeves and go outside if somebody said marcus queensberry rules i meant no eye gouging no no grabbing just straight up stick and move. Fist of cuffs. <laughs> yes. Straight yes. up fist of cuffs. <laughs> hands. Uh, <laughs> them hands. A combo's five dollars. A combo's five ninety nine, but these hands come for free. Hey, that's it. That's it. So, so Joe, we got a text in, and, and uh, to, to Thorne's text line four one four fourteen fifty, and I don't know if this is like some insider like text but um <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i just have it it just says mr kringle ninth race belmont today that's all the text says i don't know who it was for i don't know if it was for us or or you know that somebody's throwing out uh <laughs> winners but <laughs> there we go all right uh wake up 502 brought to you by twin spires yeah. go on and download that twin spires app and place a, a wager <laughs> give him give him that that hot tip one more time. Yeah, it says Mr. Kringle ninth race Belmont today. That's all it says. All right, <laughs> all right. There you go. So there you go. Hey, hey, get hey. your get your get your get your mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah, don't blame Wake Up Five Hundred Two if it goes awry. I'm literally just reading the text <laughs> line, but hey, it came through. So I was like, well, all right. Uh, another texture to text line. Wake up 502, where we blindly give you gambling tips. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a gambling product, call this number. Yeah, with no point of reference. If you want the winners, you <laughs> call now. You get all the winners right now. It's free on the 800 line. You know what I'm saying? Wake up 502, all winners, all the time. 70% win percentage. That's what we do. Because you got to have, like, the extra. The wake tip. up. <laughs> nope. The wake up five oh two lead uh, lead pipe lock of the yes. week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. We had another texter in that just texted in, in all caps facts. So they at least agree with us. So All right. I like it. Well, I'm just gonna take that as in general. Yeah, like well, they, it, they just the entire first hour. It, yeah. Not exactly. any one particular no, comment. No, just facts. Just, you just know, facts. and and I love my friends that that text or tweet you know, just just one word, all caps like that, because I can I can physically see them fish palming. Like you. you know, smacking their palm with the back of one uh, with their other hand. 
going big facts. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I like it. I, like that just means you agree with everything that that we've said today. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Oh, all right. So, so look, look, we we, we gonna try this again, y'all. I have a feeling that we got a uh, a special guest that's gonna be uh, <clears throat> joining us here on the line. So let's let's see if we can get this person on here. Text or caller, what's your name? What's your comment? Man, my name is Jay Harris. Give me the mic. Oh, hey Jay, you are live on Wake Up Five Hundred Two Ninety Six Point One FM. The architect, the 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 originator, the Godfather himself. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine. Doc, how y'all doing today? Hey, you know what? If me and Joe were doing any better, I don't think we could stand it, brother. Man, give me Kenny Payne on one-on-one grudge match. <laughs> All right, Jay. So you, you've heard my thoughts on what Kenny – I feel like Kenny has taken at least one misstep, and people are getting all up upset because I got something to say about it. What, what do you think about what's going on with L basketball right now, man? Well, he doesn't want to sit down and talk to the kids about the NIL, man. I mean, he had a kid, the All-American Johnson. The, the, the kid said, yeah, let's talk business now. Kenny, said, Kenny Payne talks about, about the culture here. Damn the culture. <laughs> the culture is we're paying. <laughs> but listen here. He leaves the next day, flies to Pittsburgh, and signs for Pittsburgh. He did commit to Pittsburgh. Because Amani Johnson, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, Bates. Bates, I mean, I, I mean, Bates, Yeah, they all they all partners. They that's a connection thing. Yeah. So Kenny so. Payne, you you were effing up, sir. <laughs> so, so let me ask you. So Imani Bates, you, do you think that Imani Bates? You think that he's going to end up at Louisville? You think Imani's going to go somewhere else? Going somewhere else. Ooh. That's a, a business. Spot. It's a business. Hey, Maddox. Yes, sir. I got Maddox on, man. He's the best way barbershop, man. He's on the line with 96.1. How you, good morning. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, what's going man, on? Man, I want you to I want you, I want you to tell everybody the best way barbershop, man. You heard it first right here on 96.1. <laughs> okay, I got you, baby. Man, Kenny Payne, it's time for you to get out of here. Yeah, Jay, go, Jay. Jay ain't even played his first game yet, Jay. <laughs> man, get your ass. I mean, I'm sorry, man. It make, get your ass out of here. <laughs> wow. Well, Jay has made his thoughts known. <laughs> Best way barbershop. I, I don't know. I don't know if if the the thoughts of Jay has uh, reflect the thoughts of the barbershop. <laughs> Even Maddox said the same thing to me yesterday. Uh, Rashad Maddox said the same thing. Can he coach? We don't know. Hey, you know, and that's the whole thing. And that was my biggest thing, Jay, was that, you know, people said that, you know what, the thing with Kenny is Kenny's going to recruit. So he's going to have the players, you know, even if he maybe is, needs to learn some things as a coach, he's going to at least have a roster full of talent to lean back on until he figures it out. But now, like, the talent's not coming because of, you know, the uncomfortable nature of not wanting to have those conversations. So now you have to lean more on your coaching because you don't have, you know, a, a bunch of talent right now, at least for this first year. And people keep wanting to talk to me about DJ Wagner. First of all, DJ Wagner isn't recruited. And last I checked, Louisville's still going to play games this fall. Do you want to go out there and put an embarrassing product on the, on the court this fall, Joe? Or, or, or Jay? 
Exactly. I agree with you, man. Kitty Payne, listen here, sir. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> that bullshit. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, 96 one. I mean, I mean, he's making me mad. Don't worry, Jay. You don't I, I Kitty Payne. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Payne, you remember now, you're a prop 48. <laughs> I, feel, I feel the passion this morning. Jay, I appreciate you. You are a legend, and you have provided me with all the laughs and the dump button already today. So <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, I, you, you know what, man? I, I it's good to get a dose of that, though. So that's for everybody who says you're too hard on Kenny right now. <laughs> Man, you should get him up out of here. Get him up. Get him out. Get him out. Oh. I'm done. I've seen enough. Well, and, and for anybody I've, who's I've listening on, on Live Terrestrial Radio, if you want to hear all Jay's thoughts, it'll be on the podcast later. <laughs> I, had to, I had to dump Jay because got a little excited. <laughs> but, but, hey, but, you know. Hey, man, you know. We call that passion in these parts. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but you know, and and I feel like people, it's that this is the whole this is the whole exercise, the whole mental exercise that we're doing is just being able to, um, you know, everybody loves Louisville athletics, or, or you know, everybody around here that's not wearing blue and, and hating all the time. Uh, you know, you love Louisville Athletics. You just want to see the best for Louisville Athletics. So with, uh, you know, with wanting success, like I said, it just comes with accountability. And, and you know, we weren't going to, you know, we were hoping to not have to lean too heavy into Kenny's coaching acumen, at least especially in year one. But you thought that he would at least, you know, have some guys on the team. But now, you know, you're going to have to make Jalen Withers a small forward. You're going to have to make Mike James a competent shooting guard coming off of an Achilles injury. You're going to have to hope that L Ellis can play. I mean, right now, Joe, L's going to have to play, what, 35 minutes? 35 yeah. minutes to 40 minutes? I mean, do you and, – and you know what I've seen? This is how crazy it's gotten with the um, – I don't want to call them Kool-Aid drinkers. With the pro-KP – supporters the people that are just like died in the wool you know like you said old school fans that just love them to death zan Payne, who is kenny Payne's son who was a walk-on at uk um has now walked on at uk and we also have hersey miller which is of course the son of master p um who has also transferred here he was a walk-on at tennessee state right now joe those are your number two and number three guards on the roster and people are literally saying well we just need to play Payne and that miller we'll be all right have they lost their ever loving minds that's where we're at that, this is louisville basketball and that's where we're at well and the problem is is that it it doesn't mesh and it, it doesn't jive with his message of of running some guys off because and saying, I'm not going to just offer anybody. You're not going to just offer anybody? Well, what, they got to be somebody's son? That, that, is, that, that, is that what swings the deal for you? Like, I mean, look, I'm not opposed to giving, giving Master P's son a, uh, an end to the, to the program because for those that don't know, Master P has been very, very involved in the, in the Louisville community post-Katrina. He had a whole lot of family move up here from New Orleans Mm -hmm. And and he's he's invested in our community. 
And, Wyatt, also, and, and, and actually, his younger son is a four-star 2024 uh, guard also. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't mind that either. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I totally understand wanting to establish that connection. Um, you know, now, I I don't know what having a connection to Master P in 2022 means to, to 16, 17, 18-year-old recruits. Their dad can definitely tell them. Mom right. and dad will be, be all over that. Um, but, you know, so I understand that, but at the same time, you're over here telling us, you know, some people aren't going to fit here and I need to open up roster spots because it's all about, are you a Louisville caliber player? That, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that just, it doesn't sync up to me. What am I missing on that message? Yeah, I, well, I, I just the only thing I didn't like about it was just the whole commentary about you know it, uh, I I don't want kids that want to talk about NIL because they need to be more worried about the fact that if you come here you know you, you're getting ready for the three year NBA contract like I don't, I don't necessarily like that messaging just because it just like you sit there and you know you, you come out and you say no I did not win those games and no you know the, I appreciate everything that coach Calipari did to me or did for me um and you know I appreciate my time there but the way the, that he's recruiting it does feel a little bit like you know you're you are maybe um pushing a little bit too heavy into the these are the guys that I've put in the league thing and not necessarily being humble enough to say you know what maybe i need to kick a little nil because this is the thing like let's not keep it let's keep it real joe you were at kentucky you being upset about kids wanting to talk about nil we know how the game is played we know why a lot of these kids go the places that they go we understand that financial compensation has been a big part of athletics for a long time so for you to want to stand on this, um, this, you know, throne of we don't want to discuss finances, okay? You know, we want kids that are worried about the pros. Don't worry. The NIL money will be here. But I'm really – it just turns me off for you to want to talk about money. When you know good and well that money, compensation, the bag, whatever you want to call it, has always been a big part of recruiting. And because now you find it distasteful that kids want to have the conversation out in the open, this is the only thing that I can think. This is the only other thing that I can think that maybe Kenny Payne was the guy at UK that Coach Cal sent into the to the um, homes because he was very nice, he was very engaging, he did honestly care about the kids and made that connection. And then what happened was Calipari was like, okay, good job, Kenny. Now I'm going to go ahead and just – Usher you onto the other room. And then Coach Cal brought in the bag man, and the bag man got it done, and Kenny never knew that any of that happened. That's the only thing that I can think of for Kenny to be able to want to take the stance of, I don't want to talk about compensation in 2022 when compensation is legal. That he just had no idea that this was going on. That's what I think is so frustrating for a lot of people is, as you pointed out earlier, we knew that there might be some, some growing pains that we would have to witness during the actual season and say, there, there's some games we're going to drop because of inexperience and hope, you know, from, from the bench. And hopefully it's, it's a quick learning curve, but there's going to be a lot of talent. It's going to be an entertaining team to watch. We won't have the frustration that we've had the last couple of years, you know, with, with max departure and, and how just, ugly that went 
we we won't have an interim coach. You know, like all that stuff that that we've just been beat up as a fan base. Yeah. So the one thing that we thought was, wait, we got Cal's bag man, and now we're allowed to pay people. So it's not like he can he can operate as we all assumed. And Kentucky fans can get mad about that all they want. I, I really don't care. I mean, we know how the game works. Yeah, and I'm not is. saying Louisville, Louisville got caught dropping bags. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it happens. So I think Louisville fans, understandably, were thinking, so the guy who was the best at operate, one of the best at operating under the radar before it was allowed to be out in the open, now he's allowed to be out in the open. And it's on and popping. We got him. Yeah. And we're the number oh one revenue generating basketball program in the country by a wide margin. It's on and popping. And then and then he starts telling kids to take a hike. Essentially. They talk about you know, money. there's not a spot. There's not a spot for you. Fans got, got a little overzealous in that, and maybe the staff did too, thinking, you know, assuming that, that kids are just gonna line up and want to come play for, for all of them. Uh it hasn't it hasn't worked that way in the first cycle. Going back to the to the question the texter asked you about the one question, you know, you you nailed most of the most of the things that I would say about it. I guess the question left after after yours would be talk to me about what's changed in recruiting now that the NIL is there. How's it different and what have you learned in the first cycle and how are you going to approach it for, uh, moving forward? So that's the question. I mean, to because say don't worry about it, the NIL will be there, that's bull crap. That's a bull crap response mm-hmm. to just say it's going to be there. These kids want to hear numbers because don't forget, Joe, we know this. These young men at the end of the day, most of these kids don't care about NIL. They're 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids that want to play basketball. You know who wants to know about the NIL? The parents. Mom and dad. The uncles the hangers on, the people that have helped them get there, the you know, that's the people that want it. And there's a lot of pressure on these kids to go out there because we don't know their financial situations. So that's the other thing. KP, maybe these kids need this money, so it's important for them to go somewhere where they know they can get, you know, a decent amount of compensation so they can handle some things that they need to get taken care of while they're in school. You don't know Damn what their situation The other is. thing is being a, being a five-star McDonald's All-American, whatever, it doesn't promise you anything in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, that, I understand Kenny's point. I, I, I really do. But the game is different now. And I, I, guess, I guess my question would be, if, if he's recruiting me, well, that's cool that we're planning for the future, but why can't I have something for the now? Or at least why can't I have have the conversation? Like, why is it taboo for me to be able to at least have the conversation and us talk about it? Right. Like, this isn't isn't four years ago, three years ago even, where we couldn't discuss this. And if I brought the – and if anybody brought up money, you go, ooh, whoa, I got to walk away now. We can't have this conversation. We're allowed to have this conversation. Absolutely. And until the NCAA reigns it in, I want the absolute most I can get because I'm telling you when they go back and look at these NIL deals, the NCAA will put a cap on it somehow. You know that's coming. They're going to try. Everybody is big, big, 
this uh, this Miami deal with Nigel Pack, which is a guy I was going to bring up. Nigel Pack, of course, they put the uh, the big life wallet announcement out there on Twitter when Pack committed to to Miami that you know he was getting this four hundred thousand dollar NIL deal, which of course caused some issues um, with uh, one of the guys that was already there, Isaiah Wong, who almost prompted Wong to transfer because Wong's deal. Uh, was like half of what Pack was getting coming in when Wong was the guy that helped Miami make that run to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the NCAA has decided that that's going to be the first deal that they take a closer look at, and I really truthfully think it's going to be a watershed moment for this whole NIL deal because if, depending on how these this gets levied, can the NCAA put mandates on a private business now that NIL is legal. Like that's gonna be that's the that's the battleground right now. So I, I think that the future mm-hmm. of NIL because I mean people have talked about these conglomerates and things that these schools are putting together. Like Louisville's just cr- created 502 Circle, um, you know, saying is this legal? Is this the way it was meant to go? But I don't know how much. Um, cap because you're talking about private entities and their own private money the ncaa's rules don't work against private entities so now if nil is legal i don't know how much say they're going to have about how much a private business pays a young man like that's going to be the battleground it's going to be interesting before they get a cap on it the interesting thing whatever they decide to do however they they attempt to rein it in when you go back and look at it in 10 years there will be a significant number of players that you say, huh, what do you know? They made more in college than they did as a pro. Hey, Oscar Sheeway is probably going to be the case uh, example number one. Yeah. I, I, and, I personally don't think there will that he's be, got to, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a huge NBA guy, but I, he's going to get paid, what, $2 million is the scuttlebutt that he's going to get at Kentucky this year. Yeah. And, you know, you saw the, the wide receiver from Pitt that transferred to Southern California, and everybody was throwing their hands up saying, you know, based on where he was projected to get drafted, he's getting more from Southern Cal than he would have from, you know, insert any NFL team. Yeah. Because they have, you know, they have cap restrictions and their they're rookie salary scales based on where you're drafted. And where he was projected to go, Southern Cal gave him twice as much as he would have made to go go pro. Hey, the game has changed, Joe. And I tell you what, man, when we come back here on Wake Up 502, got 30 minutes left in the show. Uh, I'm going to kind of – we're going to go down that rabbit hole. I want to get Joe's thoughts on, on my opinion that NIL has really changed – some things that I don't think that we've really thought about yet that it just popped in my head yesterday. I want to get Joe's thoughts on that and of course we are celebrating the fact that uh, there are some humongous luminaries in terms of uh, uh, high school football talent here uh, on a recruiting weekend for the University of Louisville. Uh, we're going to get into that. We're also taking your text if you want to get in. 414-1450 uh, We'll read your text next here on Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly 96.1 FM Pump the dumbbells till my arms look ignorant Slowly getting bigger, I'm seeing definition Flexing in the mirror, my pecs getting thicker Squats got my calves and my quads on sizzle My abs getting chiseled, I've been on my grizzle I'm loving my training, I'm always on it Cause I'm building up the body that I always I'm King News and I come to you with the truth Took six more lives overnight, all the result of gang bang stupidity. 
Appreciate it. And it's 48 minutes of your life you'll never have back that could be better spent watching paint dry. Well, like Legitimately, it's a said, very man. boring album. Once once guys, Drake is, it, it makes a difference go. when they're hungry. When, when you're young and you're hungry and you're starving and you're out here just trying to figure out how to make it so you can eat and put food on the table, like – it's a mm-hmm. different grind. Like once you're there and you're on the sidelines yeah. at Raptors games, and you, you know, exactly. It just, you just people. Yeah. People used to ask me. People used to ask me, in your opinion, why did Bone Thugs and Harmony fall off? And I said the lazy answer is Easy passed away, and they lost their they lost their mentor. I think the more correct answer is that they they. They showed us what happens when the dog finally chases, you know, chasing the car when they finally catch it. You know, and that line from Dark Knight about, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, it's entertaining and it's it's familiar and you can relate to it when you're a young, broke rapper and you're rapping about being broke and chasing money and chasing your dreams. But then the problem, because we're equal, you know what I'm saying? The listener has a has a give and take relationship with that. But then once you hit a level... 
staring daggers at you, Mr. Carter, Jay-Z. Once you're a part owner of an NBA team and you're rapping about courtside and, and you, your intros of your songs are you yelling at Puff Daddy, hey, Puff, let's go happen on a yacht. <laughs> you're no longer very relatable. Yeah. Therefore, your music doesn't translate and you can't rap the same way you rap. And th- that's fine. It's okay. But it's kind of hard to push uh, hip-hop music on the circle that you now run in that can relate to your lifestyle. And I think also... With the last decade and a half of the economy not being as strong, I don't know that the average listener and young folks want to hear you brag about how many cars you have, how many mansions you have. It's it's the the bling era is dead. The recession in '08 kind of kind of killed the 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 allure. Yeah, no, to rapping no, about how much you have. Yes, <laughs> no, man, and we got the COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody want to hear about how you're balling and you're able to leave the house, right? Your like, gator boots and hoochie come suits. Come on now, <laughs> right, right. I'm now so the fly. flip side of that is, the, and the flip side of all that is, the guy who has remained impeccable in each album he puts out. The older he gets, I feel like they get stronger. He went through a definite lull in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. But Nas still makes incredible music. And you want to know why? Because the man has been divorced, had to give half his stuff away. He, he got screwed by his record label, so he's, he was broke for a while. Like, he's still relatable. Yeah. And, he rap, and, and he's rapping about being a dad and trying to, trying to find happiness in life. He's not, he's not the big Willie Esco days are long gone and dead. <laughs> Yeah, nah, hey, you're right. Though. I mean, but it, for, I'm like that. That's the whole thing, man. It's usually what happens is once you get so much money and you and you just kind of lose context, uh, context and and you know in touch with the the common person. Like you just, it just is hard to keep that edge because especially when that's Absolutely. what got you where you you know where you got you know where you came from. Yeah, that's, that's like literally that's what why, got you there. That's why we have to to appreciate Pusha T. Because it doesn't matter if he's got a dollar in his bank account or a hundred million, we know what we're getting from a Pusha T album. <laughs> I couldn't believe that the, that the only criticism that people had, like this is when you're searching for criticism, is the man who referred to himself as Cocaine Dr. Seuss put out another album about <laughs> selling cocaine. Well, my God, did you, do you go to Martin Scorsese movies and, and go, oh, what, this one's about the mob again? Right. <laughs> Come on. Again. We know what we're getting. We know what we're getting. And I like that. In these in these trying days, man, in these hard times that we're living in, <laughs> it's nice to have a little consistency. Yeah. And and push a T, like it or not, when I look back at the last seven years of my life with, with just everything, work, relationships, uh, the team I cheer for, Man, the most consistent thing is at least I know I'm getting cocaine wraps from a Pusha T album. Pusha T we might not it. sell barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> no, people might not be hungry or they might not have any money for it. But I know if Push drops a single, I'm going to get some bars where he's talking about chasing coins like Mario flipping bricks. And I'm like, keep going, Push. He's the Carmelo Anthony of, you were uh, of rappers. You know what you're going to get? Car- Every time Carmelo Anthony's on a basketball court, you know exactly what you're going to get. 
you going to get jump shots and a bunch of zeros on the rest of that Yeah, set. it's going to be Jay's. He's going to get that mid, mid-range and shoot that, that spinning fade, or he's going to shoot a pull-up three. Literally, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, and you, can't, you cannot get mad at that. Because <laughs> you know what? If anything, I appreciate people being consistent. I may not like the, the style of consistency, but I'm going to give you your due for being consistent because apparently that's hard to do in these days. Hey, that's it. Playing the hits, man. So, so sometimes, you know, it's like they said, Luther Vandross, he started to go, uh, you know, once he stopped trying to sing the long, uh, love songs and started trying to sing the, the dance music, you know, that's that's the Mm-mm. that's the road to Mm-mm. ruin, brother. <laughs> stick, stick with that's, the love ballads. not what we <laughs> – Man, nobody goes to see the Rolling Stones to hear their new album. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. No. You can play a couple ditties off of it while while people are going to the bathroom and getting beer, but 45 minutes of that hour better be the hits. You better believe it. Play the hits, please, sir. Thank you. <laughs> now, Joe, I, I did you want know? to ask you, you know, I, because the one thing that just popped in my head I, I, out of the blue, I was, you know, I'm an avid sports radio listener. Um, I, I listen to all the shows because I like to hear everybody. I love to hear di- di- differing opinions. I like to hear what the fans are talking about. Um, and it literally just popped into my head. It's, of course, with everything going on with, uh, you know, the, the new recruits coming in, of course, we have Pierce Clarkson, the number one dual threat quarterback. Of course, the, the watershed Louisville commit that has led to a ton of other commitments, including Aaron Williams, the number one cornerback in California, DeAndre Moore, the number six or seven wide receiver in the country and number one wide receiver in the state of California, um, as well as a bevy of other players. Um, All those guys are on campus this week, including Ruben Owens, uh, who is the number one running back. You heard me correct. The number one running back in the nation is currently on an official visit to Louisville. I never thought I would say that ever. (laughs) insane like that's insane it's in it's unbelievable like and this kid's not even from california he's from texas and and Mm -hmm. Chris clarkson's connections uh, along with his dad steve have you know seemingly gotten this young man to where it looks like louisville has a legitimate chance to get the number one running back in the country it's unbelievable um but I was thinking about things because people were talking about NIL both in terms of what Scott Satterfield's done to, you know, have NIL really help him to get some of these things done. And I I was thinking about, you know, they were talking about Kenny Payne and his recruiting efforts and, you know, his stance on NIL and how, you know, some people were saying, well, you know, maybe, you know, some of these kids don't want to come play for Kenny Payne because Louisville still has this uh, cloud over their head with the NCAA. And then I got to thinking about something. With NIL, NIL changes a lot of these conversations. Because let me tell you something, especially with kids on in terms of the kids not wanting to come to L because of the cloud over Louisville's head. If the money's right, them kids don't care about no cloud. As long as them checks and them zeros are straight, they will come. Like, Louisville is probably in the best position ever in terms of the kids that they could recruit. See, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the kids that they could recruit while under the quote-unquote NCAA cloud. I feel like NIL literally makes the cloud a moot point because if the money's right and with the money that Louisville has to give out, the money should be very right on Louisville's basketball side. That 
whole well, conversation of one not wanting to go to a place because there's a cloud. I really think, like, literally, Nigel Pack had no interest in Miami. Miami showed him the money, and he's up there, you know, d- d- dancing and partying with money guns <laughs> with, with, with his Miami jersey on. <laughs> I mean, to me, the, the the other question that it brings up is, okay, where are you at what point are you just backtracking and and making excuses yeah. because i also don't want to hear that 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 has that holds anything over him like you said um the NIL allows you to pay him and with Kenny's comments of, of they have to be here to fifth culture and i'm not going to talk about NIL money i'm here to talk to him about NBA money well that means that they're essentially you're admitting that they're hired guns and they're only coming to college because they have to right now so you're recruiting those types of players. I don't think those types of players give a damn about a, a, a Final Four. I really don't. I've said that for years, and, and fans get mad at me. And maybe it's just some of the guys that I knew that played at U of L were just not. I, I don't know what the term is, but I know plenty of guys that played at U of L that didn't give a damn what bowl they played at, as long as they got their touches in the bowl. Joe, you know Anthony, what I mean. And if, they, and if they didn't make. Anthony Edwards if they didn't make Georgia. one, yes. yes. <laughs> he went to play for Tom Crean at Georgia. You think he was worried about the, the NCAA tournament, let alone making a Final Four? No. <laughs> ben Simmons went to LSU. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I made, I made the joke on air, and then it happened. I said, man, this Simmons dude just really seems to be like, this may be a new era of, of – professional athlete you know it's a, he's a pro in college he doesn't want to be there he's let it be known yeah i wouldn't be surprised if, if once they accept an nit bid you just hear vince ben, ben simmons just text his roommate and be like man you can have all that crap I'm, I'm not even coming back to move and then the report came out he left campus and didn't even box up his dorm and I said, well there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah so i the NCAA cloud shouldn't be what it used to be if those are the kind of kids you're recruiting. Now, if you had this hanging over your head and you're recruiting kids that you fully expect to be four-year projects that are going to be there to have a senior night, then that would that would totally make sense to me because those are kids who enter college and they know this is this is the probably the last stop for me. I might get some workouts in the NBA, but like without without I'm not this is not putting anybody on blast. I feel like Luke Hancock had a completely different approach to his college experience than Montrez Harold did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think Luke saw it as this is, this is my last chance to really, really do my thing and, and play the game that I love. My body is breaking down on me at a very young age. And I think a guy like Trez and, and, and even Terry, you know, the guys that you could tell, they, these, these guys have NBA potential. Um, to them, it was, this is part of the process. This is what I had to do to get the paycheck. No, it's just, it is, it, it, it is, is mind boggling to me that Ned Flanders is more comfortable talking about dropping bags on people than Cal's ex buddy. That's crazy. Isn't it? Like, I, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like I, I literally feel like I'm living in the twilight zone where, where Scott Satterfield is the guy who's comfortable, cool, and you know t- tossing the tossing the dollars around, getting these things done. And Kenny Payne's the guy who's like 
being the prude that's like too stuck up to like want to talk about it like it's weird like it's a very odd world we are living in but my, what's the <laughs> what's the line in ghostbusters end of times man cats and dogs living in harmony yeah <laughs> legit now see and, and i want to ask you this because this is my that's the basketball side of it i feel like nil makes the whole cloud thing move the other thing that i think nil changes and let me get your opinion College football has always been known for their big-time late flips. I'm not going to Alabama. I'm going to LSU. I'm not going to Auburn. I'm going to Alabama. I'm not going to Texas. I'm going to Texas A&M. Like, we all remember these things. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I feel like NIL will start to not necessarily eliminate that, but I really think that especially with college football, with NIL so big now to where these kids are negotiating these contracts and these deals behind the scenes with these private companies and organizations, well prior to ever making it to campus, a lot like Kamari Lance did with Louisville, which is why he stayed committed to Louisville even when Louisville had no head coach. Um, with them getting these done, these deals done well in advance and basically sign on the dotted line that they're going to get this compensation, I really think that's going to just about eliminate a lot of these late flips because they already have this whole deal established and in, in, in writing. Like, do, do you agree that's, with that? I agree with that completely, and, and it's disappointing because I do enjoy the pageantry of, <laughs> of what we've done with, with signing day in football. There, was, there, there have been so many great stories. The year that the mom – Tried to steal the letter, you know, the, the letter yes. to to Alabama. Yes, because they were from Louisiana. I mean, that you can't make that sort of stuff up. That is that is where I will give my friends that are that cheer for an SEC school. That's where I will laugh and go, yeah, no, it's I've been to I've been to funerals in Knoxville where they played Rocky Top Rocky Top four or five times, and that was the last thing said at the burial. Uh, y'all do take it completely different down there, and I don't know that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what I was, what I've been hoping for with the NIL is that you remember the old telethons oh, where yeah. you would have the host that had all the celebrities behind them working the phone lines. Oh yeah, and they would have the screen that, we that have showed Kenny how Loggins much money they were calls right now. If you want to talk to Kenny Loggins, yes, <laughs> yes. I was, I was really hoping we would get a kid that just came out, put up on the projector all the schools that are in a bidding war, and. <laughs> They just keep dumping money in his PayPal account until the buzzer goes out. Who's going to come in at the last moment and drop the heavy bag? I love it. And then the kid's going, going. it looks like I'm going to be uh, going to Alabama. Nope. War Eagle. War Eagle it is just by a nose. It was a photo finish. Like I'm okay with, I, and I love it. Like, but I, I do think that that's going to take away a lot of the, um, a lot of the the suspense on like these signing day flips. I really think because these kids are going to get their money done and have their deals in place and be comfortable with what's going on. I really think a lot of that's going to go away. Like I, I really do because you're going to have these businesses wanting to figure out where those funds are going to be allocated, so they're going to be trying to get that stuff done. And the on the kids' side, they're going to be comfortable with the fact they got a deal done. I don't think there's going to be a lot of that flip flopping. I really don't. You know, we referenced the movie. We referenced the movie Blue Chips a lot on here. Oh yeah. And I just keep. I always go back to that conversation that Penny Hardaway has with Nick Nolte about, "Hey, coach, uh, if I transferred, does my mom lose her house?" 
<laughs> I'm somebody's gonna some kid is gonna end up transferring, leaving, doing something, and they're gonna get sued. Yeah, you better be a practice. That's the Ricky. ugly side of it. <laughs> yeah, you better be a practice. Somebody, there, there will be somebody. There is no way with as much money as an ego that's involved that drives all of this, you know, nil stuff. There's no way some kid doesn't get screwed over. Oh, I mean, anytime money gets involved and you're getting into actual real business, but it's a good, it's a very nice learn because this is where a lot of times, these, you know, these, these young millionaires, once they get into the NBA, they got to learn on the job once the bullets are live. Now they get a little taste of that in college and understand what the real business world is like. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to learn <laughs> what, you know, it, yeah, yeah. it's that education, you know, you better, you better, yeah, you better figure it yeah. out. That, you know, that's the thing is that once you start paying people, now you are you are finally an employee. So uh, as, as a pro-labor person, my advice to you is better unionize. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey. Like, get, get representation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, like, you would system, think it's going to go that way. This system was, as is, is much as it appears to be so, look, man, this system was not designed to benefit you all. It was designed to keep you all coming to college. And then they realized when they did it that, oh, crap, we didn't do this the right way. We just opened the floodgates, and it's too big, too fast. They're going to try to rein it in. It's hard to put. They're the, not Hard to put the, you know, the, the, the uh, what is it, the, the, the seven the deadly sins back, back in the, the box. Tube. Yeah, put the toothpaste back in the bottle. Yes, once it's out there. Yeah, that's a tough ask. Hey, Joe, we got about three minutes left. I got to ask. My son is very, very excited. Congratulations, Golden State Warriors, your world champions. I have no idea why on earth there was ESPN, their little BPI, and people are, were acting like the Celtics were the favorites when you have a veteran squad who's been there before. Um, like you know, with a luminary like Steph Curry, who's got you know multiple championships under his belt, along with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Why they thought Boston was the favorite, but Boston gets it done. I just want to ask you, where does this put Steph Curry? My son says he's top ten now, in his opinion. Like, what 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 do you think? Is is he top ten? Like. I'm still on the. I don't think he's top ten, Joe. It's his first Finals MVP. I, I'm not putting them there yet. I'm not ready for that. What do you think? There's a couple of finals. You could have made the argument he should have got the MVP, though. Yeah, the you first know, one, I mean, when, like, when, when Iguodala won it, definitely he could have won it. Definitely should have been Stubbs. Uh, that 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 one just stinks of uh, Kobe losing out to Steve Nash. Um, you know, I man, I really, I'm not, I'm not the one to do top ten all time. Because the older I get, as I said earlier, I understand my dad and my uncle so much better now. <laughs> They'd seen more. They, they, you know, and there are guys that, that you would put in the top ten that, if we're being completely honest, I never watched them play live. I wasn't old enough. Right. Um, by the time I was watching basketball, Kareem was just about done. But I know he's, he's our, you, know, you know what I mean? He's, he's the greatest center. Yeah. I, I can say in my lifetime, and what I've seen in 39 years walking this earth, Steph is top five, maybe. Of your uh, lifetime, yeah. All time, top ten of my lifetime. Yeah. Jordan, LeBron, uh, I would say Shaq, Kobe, and stuff. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's my list right now. 
I think that I think that's fair. Hey, Steph, I, I, Steph we, is, we get caught up too much, I think, in all time rankings, and you have to rank them amongst their peers. Go go generation by generation, because I'm not here for that argument of well, what would what could Jordan score today in in, in this sort of sort of offense? You know, in the way that they let guys play. What I think is probably your life, but Steph can shoot. What, what, what I think is fun, interesting about this era is that this era has given us maybe the biggest athletic freak outside of Will Chamberlain in the history of basketball and LeBron James, and probably the most normal guy <laughs> in the history of basketball to be a elite, super super duper star. It's Steph Curry and LeBron mm-hmm. James. It's amazing. Hey, Joe, yeah. I appreciate your time this morning, brother. I appreciate everybody, all your interactions. You know what I'm saying? It was an awesome show, awesome time, awesome interaction. Uh, this is Rashawn Myers for Joe Kelly. We're going to get on out of here. Wake up 502 Big X Sports Radio. Problem is we got a suicidal lifestyle Cause 90% of us are living foul and wild I say job, you say bad joke I'd rather jack another brother watch a gun smoke Living in the fast lane, flipping like you're insane You won't stop until your blood runs down the street drain I got an idea, give me a minute And if it makes sense, then get with it What if we could take our enemies, feed them poison Undereducate the girls and boys and split them up Make them fight one another Better yet, make them kill for a color. All my brothers need to know one thing. No matter what you think, we're all in the same gang. Don't you know we got to put our heads together? Stop the fight. Because we're all in the same gang.